0: so much. You may be seated if you'll help me preach. Thank you. Amen. I love it when that happens. I, uh, everybody's seated, so uh, that, that makes me feel so much better. Uh, book of Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, and uh, I, I wanted to let you be seated, but uh, the book of Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, and you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. Uh, the, the word power comes from the Greek word dynamos, where we get the word dynamite. Uh, it is a very powerful word. It is a word that is, uh, uh, we've used it in so many different ways. I want to preach to you for a few moments today on the subject, the power of now. Amen. Would you say that with me, the power of now? Uh, I, the internet is, uh, it, it's sometimes our best friend, and uh, I, I, I looked up the word now because I wanted to just see uh, if. If it gave me some to, sort of uh, great definition, and uh, to see if there was something that would be uh, revelatory, and uh, it was quite interesting because I, it revealed to me the word "now" means at this present moment. Uh, I, I thought I was going to get some great uh, uh, word or, or something really deep, but it just says at this present moment that the the word "now" the internet gave me six million eight hundred eighty thousand eighty eight thousand words uh, in .40 seconds. There are 788,258 words in the King James Bible. Of these 14,565 are unique, 1,356 instances of the word now in the word of God. I found that very interesting because that word now was a very powerful word. It, it was a word that uh, it was going to be repeated not just about a happen chance. But the word says now, hallelujah. The little word now, it, it, it is a moment, a moment of time without further delay. The Holy Ghost moved upon the writers of Scripture and the translators of the Word of God to use that word very often. You see uh, the book of Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 2, For he hath saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured, or I have given aid or assistance to, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Amen. It's a word now. You see, ladies and gentlemen, he didn't create the cow and then the grass. He created the grass and then the cow. He didn't create the fish and then the water. He created the water and then the fish. In other words, he said, I'm going to supply the need before the the solution before there is a need. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to tell you today is that there is something powerful about right now. It's not waiting till tomorrow for my healing. It's not waiting tomorrow for tomorrow until I get get my miracle or even salvation. I've got to do it today. Hallelujah. We want to wait for better times. We we look for uh, sales and, and things to go on sale. And when is a good time? Uh, can I just be me? Can I just be real? Um, I'm just I'm going to act like I'm at home here today and that probably is going to make everybody nervous. But uh, I, I, uh, about two weeks ago I went looking for a couple of shirts for this trip. And I, I don't buy clothes all the time and and uh, so I went looking for some shirts, and I walked into Dillard's, and Dillard's had this huge sale going on, and, and uh, man, really, really nice Visconti shirts, and, and uh, man, they were nice, they're $165 shirts, you know, and I don't buy that stuff, but I saw the price tag, and it said 50% off, and I thought, well, that's cool, but then it said another additional 40% off, and I said, now we're getting somewhere. It, <laughs> Come on, am I relating to anybody here today? Then it said said 40% off, and it said if you're a Dillard's Cards holder, then you get a 40% off, and it got them down to $16, and I grabbed every one off the cabinet, the shelf I could find. Come on, somebody, hear me. I said, I'm going to seize on the opportunity of right now. Listen, I, I looked at my wife and I said, I can't afford it, but I can't afford not to do it. These are great shirts. They're, she said, get them, get as many as you can. So man, I'm putting them out there. Why? Because I wanted to seize the opportunity of right now. I've come to tell somebody in this house today, you don't have to walk out of this building saying, I wish I would have seized the opportunity. Today is the day of salvation. If you walked in here needing a miracle, I'm telling you, God will give you the miracle that you need before you walk out of this building but there's got to be an expectation of I am not going to leave this place without my miracle from heaven I'm, gonna, I'm not going to leave this building today until I have a miracle from God, I don't know what you walked in here with or what you walked in needing, but I can tell you you're going to walk out of here the same way, but there's got to be a level of ex- expectation that says I refuse to stay here, I'm going to go higher in God, I want something, uh, Come on, somebody help me. I want something more out of God sang the song a few moments ago, we need your glory, show us your glory. That is my prayer is God. I want to see your glory here today. It would be a powerful uh, testament of the word of God and the uh, moving of the Holy Ghost That if at some point this building is completely we're laid out in the Holy Ghost. I don't care how he does it. I just want him to do it. I want the power of God to be evident in this building and I want to see somebody receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost somebody shout hallelujah. You see, we look at the calendar, and we, we look at the events, and we look at, uh, uh, I, I, I just, I love having a calendar on my phone because I don't have to question things. I, I can immediately pull the calendar out, and uh, back in the day, there was a day where we carried daytimers around and, and stuff like that. And I just dated myself a little bit, but uh, you know, we carried the day timer and we'd, we'd have to thumb through it. But man, the phone, it's, it's great because you can just pull it up and instantly you've got access to what your schedule is going to be. We look at the calendar as that way, but God does not look at it. You see, the, the, the Hebrews had a way of measuring the passing of time and, and it was their type of calendar. But the frequent t- context in the word is translated times or season and it suggests that there was an appointed time. The right time, the opportunity for an event or for an action. In the book of Timothy chapter 1 verse 3, "...but, in, he, but hath in due times manifest his word through preaching." Acts chapter 17 verse 26 and hath made of one blood all nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth and hath determined the time in other words the Bible does not stress the continuity or the abstract continuity but rather God given moments are context of history in other words I'm trying to tell you that today is an appointed day of God it is no accident that you walked into this building today it is no accident that you were just accidentally invited there is not an accident with God he said I've made an appointment with you and I'm going to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost you walked in here with a limp you can walk out here you can walk out of this building without a problem in your life I'm trying to help somebody today understand it's the power of right now it's now it's right now I refuse to wait till a later date I refuse to wait for another time and somebody say hallelujah You see, in the Battle of Waterloo was fought on the 18th of June, 1815, Napoleon Bonaparte's last battle. His defeat put a final end to his rule as the emperor of the French, and after Napoleon returned from exile and was restored to power, many states which had previously resisted his rule formed the 7th Coalition and began to mobilize armies to oppose him. The first two armies to the the coalition uh, to assemble were to the French northeastern border, And it was a German army under the command of uh, Gebhardt van Blücher, And an English allied army under the command of the Duke of Wellington. Napoleon chose to attack them in the hopes of destroying them before they, with members of their coalition, uh, could join together. And and, uh, the 7th Coalition came in and joined them. And uh, the campaign consisted of four major battles. The Waterloo proofs proving to be the decisive battle. It's reported at the close of the Battle of Waterloo that the English people uh, were awaiting anxiously the news of the results. And their only means of communication was a system of signal lights flashed across the English Channel. The fog became so dense that only a part of the message was read and it said Wellington defeated gloom settled over the english people and uh, when they saw wellington defeated but when the fog lifted they saw the rest of the message and it said wellington defeated the enemy i've come to tell somebody in this house today the enemy has done everything to tell you that you have been defeated but i want the wind of the holy ghost to blow back the clouds and the fog of your mind because the enemy has already been defeated the battle has already been won you don't have to come to me for you just have to lift your hands and claim it and God will do it because it has already been done whatever if you walked in here with a cloud in your mind God is going to take care of that for you today would you lift your hands to heaven in this place hallelujah 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 man think of if you will think of the three Hebrew children I I hope I can walk out out in here and it will be alright but with, uh, think of the three Hebrew children. They're thrown into the fiery furnace. They're thrown into that, that fiery pit and, and uh, our furnace. And uh, the Bible says that uh, the king, whenever he saw uh, what they, that they would not bow to the idols, he said, Let's turn the, the fire up seven times hotter, right? And uh, in, in fact, the Bible says this is the word of God. It said uh, that the king's mighty men fell dead at the doorstep because of the heat, right? It said that they just died right there because of the heat. But whenever the, the three Hebrew children were, were thrown into that furnace, all of a sudden there was a revelation that happened. The king said, uh, did we just throw three in there? They said, yeah. They said, uh, he said, then how come I see four? And I, uh, the, the fourth one doesn't look like everybody else. Are, are you following me? And so what I find very interesting that if you're going through the fire, you have to understand you didn't die at the doorstep. If you're in the fire, you need to thank God that you're in the middle of the fire because that means you're not alone. If you're in the middle of the fire, that means that God is with you. He said, I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so there comes a point where I rejoice at being in the middle of the fire. Come on, we we get these words from God. We get these things and it says... I I realize there's a a vast difference of of, of people that may have lived for God for a long time. But I want to communicate with somebody today. It's the power of right now. Listen, I, I, I had to get this for myself. I was raised under the pew of a Pentecostal church. But there came a day where I said, I have got to do this for myself. I can't live because grandma lived this way. I can't live because a mom and daddy lived this way. There came a point in my life where I said, I've got to get this for myself because I don't, come on somebody, hear me. I've got to get it for, I said, there's an opportunity I have right now. I can choose to go another way, but let me tell you, there's no better way than living for God and living after Him and following after God. Hallelujah. It's the power of right now. Imagine with me, if you will, the Hebrew children. They had no idea what their future held. They had no idea of what was going to happen. In fact, the word that they said to the king, they said, well... King, uh, we, we just, we don't know but uh, if, if we have to go through this, but we know that he is well able to do that. In other words, they said, we don't know what you, what's going to happen to the end, but we know that he is able. There needs to be something that rises up inside of every person in this building and says, I know that God is able to do it, and I'm going to put my confidence in him. Why? It's the power of right now. I don't know what's going to meet me outside the doors of this building, but I know that God is able to keep me. I know that God is able to heal me. I can tell you story after story, miracle after st- miracle. I was in uh, Houston, Texas, a little town outside of Houston. Went to pray for a lady, and I, I began to pray. And I said, fibromyalgia by the power. Man, I didn't know what fibromyalgia I had no idea. I, I, I heard the word or two, time or two. I I knew nothing about it, but I was praying, and the Holy Ghost spoke it to me. And so I prayed. I put my hand on. I said, and "By the power of the name Jesus, I rebuke uh, this fibromyalgia." About a week later, the pastor calls me. He said, "Brother Marshall, are you sitting down?" I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "Well, good." He said, "You remember pay, praying for a lady and fibromyalgia?" I said, "Yes, sir." I, I normally don't remember things like that, but he said uh, she went to the uh, went to the uh, vitamin store the next day, and the uh, she asked the lady. She said. Duh. If you could give me some vitamins for fibromyalgia, what would you do? And the lady pulled a bunch of vitamins out and she said, "Uh, man, that's a lot of money. And she said, I can't afford that. Would you, if you could pick three or four? And the lady looked at her that uh, ran the store. She said, why? She said, last night the preacher prayed for me and uh, diagnosed me with fibromyalgia. She said, I went home and I Googled what it was. She said, and I have had those symptoms for six years. Six years, she said, I've had those exact symptoms. I've never been to a doctor. I didn't know what it was. She said, I, 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 the, the lady looked at her. She said, ma'am, she said, uh, you've already had a word from heaven. She said, I'm not selling you anything. You need to go home because God has already. Healed. Come on, this is a lady that works at a, gro- at a store, a vitamin store. I saw Sister Smith a few months ago. I said, how you doing? She said, I'm still healed. I'm st- Come on, somebody hear me today. It's the power of right now. I'm not going to question how he does it. I'm just going to thank him for what he does. Come on, I'm going to thank him for what he does. God, I don't know how you do it, but I'm going to thank you for what you've done. Tell you, time after time, prayed for a a man in Ohio, had cancer, and uh, God healed him. My wife is sitting right over there. Five years ago, the doctors diagnosed her with breast cancer. We began to pray. I'm driving down the road, and and, uh, I I start crying, tears streaming down my face. I'm in a big old F-250 King wrench truck, man. I'm driving man I I got my cowboy boots on my hat's over there and, and I didn't have a piece of straw out of my mouth but I was close you know I'm driving down the road and I said god didn't she get... You know, I'm crying. I'm acting like a little baby. But all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to me. He said, I've got it all under control. Everything is going to be all right. She just went back to the doctor for a biannual visit just uh, about a week ago. The doctor said, you, that's five years. You're not going to have to worry about that anymore. I said, I'm not surprised because God told us five years ago, everything, everything is going to be all right. There's something about having power, having the... The ability to understand. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. And it's the power of right now. Somebody, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help somebody in this place today. That God will heal you. But you've got to have an expectation. I believe that He is able. I believe He is well able. Come on, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or even think. We stop right there. What we ask or think, I'm just going to do it. But the rest of that says, according to the power that worketh in you. What is that power? And you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I'm trying to tell somebody in this place today, what is your level of expectation? I'm telling you, God wants to do something in this house for people all over this building. And I'm telling you, you're, you're going to walk out of here. But your expectation has to be up to that place. If you don't want anything, you're not going to get anything. You walk up to a, a, a soda pop machine and, or a snack machine. <laughs> I, I, I didn't tell you that in 1998, I had colon cancer. The doctor's diagnosis. Somebody else, I'm a a, a surviving surviving anorexic. I beat it. (laughs) I I want somebody to hear me today. It's the power of right now. You don't have to wait another five years. You don't have to wait another. Tell you story after story. Our son. This, I'm just telling you a personal thing right now. But uh, our son, he was five years old. Started. He had a seizure one night, and the doctor said you're going to have to be on this medicine for the rest of your life. We prayed for him. Just a few weeks later, I won't go into all the story but he is now 25 years old. That's been 20 plus years now that he's never had another seizure. Was it an accident? No, I just believe that he's, Uh come on, I believe that when we pray, God is gonna hear our prayer. Our, Our problem is this, is we want to say, well, I've lost my faith. No, you have not. You do not lose your faith. Faith is the grain of a mustard seed. He said, if you have the faith that small, you can say to this mountain. But our problem is the trust. Faith and trust are two separate things. Come on, I've got faith in God, but do I trust Him to do it the way He wants to do it? Oh, come on. It, it, but because we want it our way. We want it the uh, microwave way. We want, it, uh, we want it the Burger King way. Hello, oh, I can have it my way. Oh, the Frank Sinatra way. I did it my way. No, that's not the way it is. It's that God, I trust you. God, I have complete confidence in you. I, my, my car, we, we lived out here in California for a little while, and Went back to Indiana, and my car started doing things, that I, I don't have time to go into all the stores. But I lifted the hood on that car, and I poured olive oil on the engine. I'm nuts. If y'all hadn't figured it out yet, that's me. I'm ADHD. I'm high-definition attention deficit disorder. Until my dad beat, never mind. I'll just leave that one right there. But I, uh, I, I poured oil on the engine, olive oil on the engine. And I said, God, I can't go out and buy a new car. But I'm, God, I'm asking you to do it. I trust you. That's exactly what I said. I trust you. I said, God, I don't know. I can't go out and buy a new one, so I'm asking you to either heal this one or give me a brand new one. I don't care. I, I trust you. I said those exact words. People are walking by me. I'm standing uh, out in front of my parents, where my parents lived at the time, and people are walking by, and it was a conversation between A and B, so please see yourself out, you know. Welcome to 1982, you know. And so I, I, uh, I, I prayed, and prayed. To make a long story very short, about a month and a half, about a month later, I was leaving Georgia, headed to Texas to preach, and a man called me on the phone, he said, Brother Marshall, he said, I've heard about your family, y'all's ministry, uh, I'd like for you to come preach, and I said, well, I've got this Wednesday night, or I'm booked up until the end of October, that was kind of the end of June. He said, come preach Wednesday night. We preach Wednesday night, and uh, he said, can you stay for Sunday? We made some calls and stayed Sunday. Monday, we left, drove to Alexandria. I get a call, phone call. Uh, Family in our church has a burden for your family. They want to go buy your kids some clothes. And I'm thinking, I didn't think they looked that ready. you know. I I, I thought they looked pretty good, you know. (laughs) You know, so uh, he said, would y'all wait in Louisiana? And I said, yeah. They drove three and a half hours, and they take us to the mall, and they buy the kids a bunch of clothes, and they give me my life some money. Man, i was a pastor. I knew what it was to turn lights on and and put food to help you. I wasn't used to that it kind of makes me nervous, and I—they I, took us to the mall and they gave us some money, and I, uh, we walked around and they—they they said go buy y'all some clothes. I really didn't think we looked that bad, you know. I did have to have them throw some patches on my pants before I wore them. No, I'm kidding. So uh, we're walking around, and I realize I'm in Louisiana, and they just got skinny people there, skinny jeans. i was going to Texas. I'm a big boy, okay. I don't know if y'all realize that or not, but I'm I, a big boy. So I, I said I'm gonna wait till Texas. I get a phone call again from the pastor who's in the mall, and he's got this, uh, his wife and a lady in the church and their kids. And the pastor says, Brother Marshall, we've got, to, th- they'd like to talk to you. We walk over, and, and the lady has her husband on the phone. And he said, uh, Brother Marshall, he said, Pastor told me you have 189,000 miles on your car. I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, I've asked them to take you to the Toyota dealership and buy you whatever car you want. We suggest you go larger, not smaller. Whenever you've prayed for something and God does it, uh, have you ever almost passed out? Not that I didn't believe you, but man, it sure came to, qu- to pass quickly. So they take us to the Toyota dealership, and man, we, I walk up, and they've got the cars lined up, the, the Sequoias. cuz that's bigger than what we're driving. And I, I see the Platinum, and then I see the, uh, the, the Limited Edition. The Platinum, it had too much. I didn't need that. So I, I'm the guy that looks at the, uh, the, the menu when I go out to eat. I don't care who's buying. If there's no prices on the menu, I don't go there. <laughs> I've been bit that way before, you know. So I look at the price on the tag, the price tag on the the uh, the car. And man, it's just. Uh, I, thought, I like. I mean, it was a beautiful car. $50, he said, "You like that? Take it for a test drive." And I drove it one block down the road and drove it right back. And I didn't want them to psych me out, you know. Say, "Just kidding. Good luck," you know. And. So uh, we, we get back, and we walk in, and I, I'm going somewhere with this, okay? Uh, we walk in, and he says, uh, you like it? And I said, I, what is, what's the budget? And he said, there's not a budget. I said, I don't know. He said, the man just balanced his checkbook. He's got $1.5 million in his account. He can, he can buy whatever you want. And I have a <laughs> So him, So we, we get back, and he said, you like it? I said, yes, sir. He said, let's do the paperwork. So, man, we get in there, and they're doing the paperwork. People are walking by looking at me. They were, you know, I felt like a goldfish. I wanted to kind of go home, you know, start making faces of them, at them. And uh, they do all the paperwork, and uh, the man hands me the keys, and says, uh, or goes to hand he passes the key, and he says, no, that's his car. Uh, the manager handed me the keys, and he said, what are you going to do now? And I never do that to Tim Marshall, the Texan. Okay? He said, what are you going to do now? So I took the keys, and I walked out. They had pulled it up in the front with a very VIP thing, very poor person type thing now. They pulled it up front. I opened it. With letters and I, opened, I opened it up and I, saw it I was really animated. cuz people were watching us. I opened the door and I closed the door and this is what I did. Why? Because God had just performed something. And I'm not, oh, come on somebody, hear me. I praise him when good times and I praise him in the bad times. Come on, my praise is not relegated on how I'm feeling at the time. I don't always feel good, but God is still the same. God is always the same. Somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, if you've had a word from God, I'm preaching to some people in this place. If you've had a word from God, you need to thank God for that word and hang on to the word. David goes out in the battle, but you've got to understand before he goes and fights that giant, his, uh, he's out in the field watching the animals, and, and uh, Jesse comes along, and, and or Jesse's sons, and, and uh, all of a sudden the, ki- the, uh, the king is fixing, they're fixing anointing a new king, and, and Samuel says, uh, this is not the right, and is there somebody else, and they, they call David up, and, and whenever Samuel anointed him, he was going to be king. But that's not the end of the story. He goes into the battle. He looks at that giant and the giant looks at him and He said, you come to me with a sword, a shield, and a spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Somebody, I'm trying to help you here. He said, you come to me in the name, I come to you in the name of the Lord. In other words, he was saying, Goliath, he said, you're a big man, but you cannot harm me because I've had a word from God that I'm going to be king, and I am not yet the king, and so you cannot harm me. If you've had a word from God, you need to thank God that God, come on, I've given you a word today that you're going to have your healing before you walk out of this place. It is not me, but it's the power of the Holy Ghost that's here right now. You need to say, God, I believe you're going to do it. God, I thank you for what you're going to do. You need the Holy Ghost. God wants to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on, uh, Daniel, where are you at? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm in the lion's den. Daniel, what's going on? Everything okay? I got down here and I said, Mr. Lions, you cannot harm me. You, can't, you can chew on me like a Mr. Gumby figure, but you cannot harm me because I've had a word from God that I'm going to die at the age of my daddy, and I'm not yet an old man. I, I, I want somebody to grab a hold of this. Peter, he didn't walk on water. He walked on the word. Jesus steps out there and all of a sudden Peter said, Is that really you? They thought it was a ghost. He said, If it really is you, would you bid me to come? And Jesus said, Yeah, Peter, come on. He didn't walk on the water. He walked on the word. Because in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. I'm trying to tell somebody in this building, You need to hang on that word of God. I'm going to see my children saved. I'm going to see my family saved. My husband may be acting really crazy right now. My wife may be acting crazy but I know that God is going to fill them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost I may be suffering with cancer right now but there's a God in heaven that will touch your body today a level of faith that is rising in this building. But somebody says I've got to reach up and grab it. I've got a hold of it. I'm going to grab a hold of it. Sister Marshall, I'm not trying to embarrass My wife doesn't like to be in front of people. I'm the one that I, I want my wife to stand right here. Why? Because the enemy did everything he could to knock her out of the way ago she was in the hospital the doctor said you got Crohn's she lost 45 pounds in a month and a half me i lose that with no problem and still have much left over but not her it was bad, it was a rough situation did we throw our hands in the air? No did we fret, fret and stress and do anything to you that God does not allow. That God does not allow. Hello? I'm telling somebody, the enemy may have said that you've got Crohn's, but God said, uh, every time somebody says, well, what do you have Crohn's? No, the doctor said she had Crohn's, but God said she's healed. She's not having symptoms of Crohn's. She's not going fly next to y'all tonight. She'll open up the exit and push me out. You lift your hands. Everybody in this building, lift your hands to heaven. And now let's repent of our sins. God, you know who we are. Come on, you have to say it your way. Don't repeat after me. It's not a sinner's prayer. It's the prayer of a sinner. Here we go right now. God, I ask you to forgive me. You know who I am. You know where I've been. You know what's going on in my life. Repent, asking God to forgive you. Uh, I'm sorry for everything, Lord, I've done this week that's not. Lord, for every thought. Come on, we're praying for our thoughts right now. For my thoughts, Lord, that I have had this week, I'm asking you to forgive me. God, everything that's crossed my mind, everything I've quelled on in my mind, I ask you to forgive me. Now, yeah, Lord, my actions, i pray against it. And I ask you to forgive me of the things that I have done, the places I've gone uh, that I should not have. I ask you to forgive me right now in Jesus' name. And the words now, Lord, the things that have come out of my mouth, I'm asking you to forgive me of the things that I have said that's not pleasing to you, Lord. the words that have come out of my mouth, I ask you to forgive me. Come on, everybody in this place, don't worry about anybody else right now. Hallelujah. It's between you and them. We're finishing. We're finishing. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! This is not. A, this it's it's not about us anymore. We're we're completed with us now. It's about God. Now, what I want you to do is lift your voice and begin to talk to God about your healing. God, you know what I need. Mean. You know what's going on right now by the authority of the Word of God and by the power of the name Jesus. I release the Holy Ghost in this building. I release healing in this building right now by the authority of the Word of God. Come on, would you begin to pray? Right? Come on, it's the power of right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Jesus.
1: In, Jesus. in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.